2: Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 437. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk some football tonight. Yes. Is there football happening this year?
1: I don't know.
2: Doubt it. Besides, what's the point? Um, We don't care. We're just here to talk football because... You know, even if there isn't football, we're still talking football. We talk football in the off season. We talk football in the on season. We talk football during a pandemic. We just talk football because that's kind of what we do. Uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? Oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. We got uh, CFL rejects the the proposal for a spring league down in America. Well, no one who didn't see that one coming, I did. Oh oh god, look at this. Uh, they're bitching about the Eskimo name again. Can't see. Come on. Kahari Jones, we talking to him. Uh Andrew Harris. Oh why. Uh Super Bowl MVP Julian Edelman. Is he gonna be a non import in the CFL? I doubt it, but that's beside the point. Uh CFL.ca midseason coaching changes. We love mid season coaching changes. Why? That means your team sucks. Okay, we're gonna go on, carry on, and everything else. Oh, thank you, Chanel. She just brought, brought me a my daughter just bought me a bowl of popcorn. Awesome. Okay, anyhow, and carrying on, we're going to talk about, oh, yeah, what else are we going to talk about? Players who won the Super Bowl or the Grey Cup and played in both NFL and the CFL, and we'll get to that. We're going to do that one first, actually. and the topic of CFL, exploring restricted free agency. I like this. I haven't heard anything about this. I'm going to have to read the article while you guys are talking about something, because uh, this is exciting to me, because it's about time. You know, these one-year contracts is just absolutely garbage. All of a sudden, you you, you put the time and effort into promoting and bringing on a player and and training him and everything else, and he fucks off for more money. Absolutely hate that, okay? First-year contract, first-time players should have a three-year minimum contract with performance bonuses and an escape to the NFL. I have no problems with that. But here in the CFL, you're with the same team for three years, Minimum. We're going to talk about that one some more. Okay. Uh, let's open up the mics here and talk to our buddies. We got Charles, Mark, and Will online tonight. Don't know where Phil is. We haven't heard from him in a while. While I know he's busy with this pandemic and having problems with his, uh making sure his daughter's safe, and uh, good on him for that. But, you know, come on, podcast. we don't have to. We are, we're kind of social distancing right now. Charles in Abbotsford, I'm in Merritt. Will's in Calgary, and Mark's in Winnipeg. We definitely are social distancing, and we're still talking football. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How is, are you doing? I'm doing just special peachy and everything else. I was off doing some fencing today and uh, got that all, got accomplished what I wanted to get accomplished. Didn't get it all done, but you know what the hell. And you just carry on and uh, yep. have fun. I was well, up in good. Fort St. John the other day, and man, the, the guy that we went to see had 1,500 pieces. I mean, shit, man, you can't build fence strong enough to keep a bison in you know? They, the only way you keep them fenced in is to feed them, overfeed them, and then they don't go anywhere. I understand they're just kind of lazy. So, anyway.
1: so what well, have you, you been up to? fencing, I thought you were doing the thing with the swords, but obviously not. No
2: swords, no swords. I, I, I live on a ranch, buddy. I got 50 horses. When I'm fencing, I'm working sense.
1: my ass off. Okay, that makes sense, yeah yep Well, we're just uh hanging out and working and uh you know uh staying safe and still being socially any, conscious and you know but any, anything
2: change for you? anything opening up uh you're doing anything different than you were two weeks ago
1: not a whole lot um you know i'm still going out i'm seeing customers i'm still wearing the mask every time i go in to see customers uh more out of a uh, respect for the customer than that. Um, you got a haircut, yeah? Other than that, I have not got a haircut. Last time I did, I got a quarantine cut for my wife, although it's starting Ooh. to get long. So I may have to do that soon, so we'll see. That could be somewhat of an adventure, so. Okay. So.
2: Moving on. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing?
3: Well, yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well, and... Have I changed anything in the last couple of weeks? Not really. I've been doing the same thing since this whole thing started. So hey,
2: yeah, but there is. No we've change. been doing the same for the last twenty years. It really doesn't change much. Right,
3: not at all. Well, old, you, you don't. Old. You still so, go
2: into the gym, so that does
3: make a difference. Yeah, and I really, really wish they would open my gym. So, oh, I'm hoping soon. They did open my brother's gym in Abbotsford last week. Really. So, yes, they did. I don't know if they go to the gym. Uh, uh, he's been going. He says they have plexiglass around everything. <laughs> yeah, there's some
0: he gyms says, here in
3: Abbotsford that have been opening, too.
0: Yeah, uh, I take exception well, to that. Well, that's where is. my brother is. Right. That's he where my brother where Abitford, is, Charles.
3: Okay, yeah. And he told me it's 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 worse than wearing a green garbage bag to the gym because he sweats so much because he's surrounded by plexiglass. So,
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, what can you do? But yeah, he's gone back to the gym. So, oh. there you go. And I and I am waiting with great anticipation to go back to the gym. I really am, really, really am. I really want to go back to the gym. I, I understand. Because I am actually, I'm actually shrinking before my eyes. Okay. So, and I don't I like to be shrinking.
2: It's, so, it's, it's one of those things that come with age bro
3: no it's got nothing to do with age I stopped clanging and banging so I'm starting to shrink it's that simple so my, my XL t-shirts that I usually fill out are hanging on me like I'm a scarecrow so what can I say I'm looking forward to it mm-hmm. so and I will be there the first day they open I promise I've noticed lots of restaurants have opened in Calgary, um, but the parking lots are relatively empty. So, I don't know. People are probably still scared, I guess, or they're not all back to work yet. I noticed traffic in Calgary has increased significantly in the last two weeks. So, to me, that says people are going back to work. So, which is a good thing.
2: Which is a good thing.
3: And okay. we have actually sold a number, a number of packages in the last two weeks. So we're really happy now. Well, congratulations! Yes, sir. You're, you're actually going to put the guys yes, back sir. to work.
1: That's a good thing.
3: Well, my guys never stopped working, but we're finishing some jobs now. But it was getting scary as to what they were going to, and now they're they're good. So I'm very happy about that. Because awesome. I was going to be. Semi sort of retired like Christopher Jones. If anything happens, so
2: and yeah, well, that retired. can happen. You know that that will happen. And eventually, he, you will get to be retired.
3: Eventually, seventy seventy-five.
2: Cool, very cool. Sorry to hear yeah. that,
3: Mark. Welcome
2: to the show, buddy. How you do? You're retired now, aren't you? That's what I heard.
4: Well, I'm I'm practicing for it. I guess is what you could say. This is like a dress rehearsal. Um, now that things are opening up, it's a little easier to not be working. I went and got my head shaved today. A little bit of a chore to do that between the mask. Um, I had to call the COVID hotline and make sure I answered all the questions. I had to phone when I got there to let them know I was there. Uh, it was It was different. Especially the hairdresser with like a welder shield in front of her face, and it's like, please tell me you can see through that.
2: Well, actually, I've, I've seen a, an airplane where everybody's wearing these plastic suits and and a plastic face <laughs> on an airplane, yeah. and I'm going, you know, if I got to do that, I'm staying home. Yeah.
4: But now we're sure. opening up. A lot more is opened up here. Yeah, it's opening up here too. Uh, restaurants and bars are finally reopened. Public pools are reopening.
1: but We haven't got that far yet for public pools. Really? Public it, pools? Wow. Yeah,
4: it, it's still social distanced.
1: Um,
4: There's no such
2: I thing about social distancing inside a pool, buddy. Oh, I know. Um,
4: I think it's, it's only half up. capacity, half capacity, that kind of thing. You know. We're, we've never really had a curve here. Everybody's always talking about flattening the curve. We've never really had a curve. It's been flat yeah, the whole time. You guys were never really
1: high on that.
4: Of the larger cities, we're still the lowest when it comes to um, cases. So we only when have did that 14 happen, actors. Mark? Hmm?
3: Mark, when did that happen? When did that happen?
4: What's that? Uh,
3: when did Winnipeg become a city?
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big town. It's a village. It's
2: just yeah. a village.
3: What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, we're up over eight hundred thousand. Are you really? Yep. So you have grown significantly in the last thirty years, like 20, uh, it like four percent like or something like that. <laughs> yep. Ah, and cool. Charles,
4: you missed one thing on the um, agenda for tonight. I did. How could you not put on there for us to celebrate Sam Hurl's CFL career? Now that oh he's God!
0: How did oh my that? God, Charles!
1: I think we just throw everything.
4: Thinking? I I just think we uh,
1: now we got to throw everything else out and talk about Sam Hurl for two two weeks or two well, hours. Well, no, I have a
3: yep. I right? have a question that you guys could all answer really easily. Okay, what is your what are your thoughts on will Sam Hurl make the first Hall of Fame ballot
0: <laughs>
3: I don't think he's going to be a first ballot I don't think he'll, he's going to
0: be a first
1: ballot uh, 8 or 9 no probably still not
4: okay do they have a category I'm, I'm thinking, for you only have a job because you're a Canadian
3: <laughs> oh did I say that out loud Oh, sorry you did we're, but we're Uh-oh. gonna ignore it. I'm you thinking racist. Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall makes the Hall of Fame before Sam Pearl does. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that's terrible.
2: Okay, let's talk some football. So. I got the agenda from Charles tonight and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it. And then I go, what's this great players who played in both leagues who wrote this, right? So I pulled up the article and it's written by a guy named Shane Doherty and who I don't know. And I don't know from Adam. So I'm not going to pick on the guy in any way, shape or form. I'm just not a you know, a, a, a budding author and 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 doing a good job. Okay, but he's he's waiting for the AFI. Okay, now the AFI. Some of you know who this is. Some of you don't. AFI is the American Football International Publication, and it's run by our good buddy Roger Kelly. You remember Roger Kelly,
1: Charles? I recognize the name. Did he not work here for the Lions for a while?
2: Exactly. He was in marketing and uh, promotions and a bunch of other things, and he worked for, uh, for the BC Lions. And I've got talking to Roger on several occasions. In fact, I think he, we had him on the podcast in the early, early, early day, days of this podcast. And um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But anyhow, uh, I know we've talked over and over and over again. In fact, I, as soon as I saw this article, I, uh, I texted him. And uh, Roger lives in Sweden, okay? And he was actually just getting his ass out of bed at 3.30 in the morning because this is the time in which he starts work because uh, it basically it got a little bit of the you can still contact North America for a little bit, but not much. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what he does. And, uh, so I was chit chatting back and forth and I throw some trivia questions at him and he threw some trivia questions at me and we, we had a good old time and then carried on. And I found out that he's now writing for CFL.ca and I had no idea about that. So I'm going to have to look for Rogers articles because he's a brilliant football mind. He really knows his stuff. And, and on, on on the marketing side of things and promotions and and he's got some really good articles so i really i think you guys check out the afi i know i know you guys have all done this but i'm talking about the people that we're talking to right now because they they talk about every football league in the world in europe in asia in africa north america south america australia they talk about every league out there and you'd be surprised at how many football leagues there are. Not teams, leagues. Like, I think there's eight football leagues in Germany alone. So, um, AFI is your number one source for information on American football. And I cruised over to their website, and I was looking through it. There's a couple of really good articles on Adam Rita, who is uh, a coach over in Italy, I believe it is, or uh, involved with the Italian team. Not anymore, he's retired?
3: No, he's retired, I think.
2: No retired, not retarded. Get it right. No, retired. retired. I like Adam Reader. he's a good guy. Todd Mogie's retarded. Yes. Yeah. No arguments. Can't argue with that one. Okay. You really picked on him today. And I'm not gonna get into what you said because it's not ethically.
3: Have correct. you ever have you ever have you ever seen a picture of him? Yes. Put it
2: beside Kelly. Okay. But uh, I
3: apologize. I apologize, Mark. I know he's a good friend of yours. So I, I like Todd. No thought. apology necessary.
2: I like okay. Todd. Okay, so anyhow, this article that uh Keen put out uh, is talking about great players who played in both leagues, the C F L and the NFL, and won at least a gray cup in Canada. Okay? I think the list is incomplete, and I'm not picking on you, Keen, because there are some pretty important things out there. In fact, you got one guy in there, O.J. Brigantz, who O.J. Brigantz has has a unique and special place in North American football lore. Do you guys know what it is? I'm pretty sure Charles does. Pretty sure Charles does. Mark, do you know what O.J. Brigantz accomplished without reading the article?
4: Yeah. Yeah, he got a great cup in a Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, cool. sort
2: of. But why is he more special than somebody else like Joe Cap?
1: Well, Joe Cap never won a Super Bowl. Oh,
2: he never won a Super Bowl, did he? There, he there are the other, other players that a Super Bowl and a great cup. Why is J.B. Yep. Burnett special?
3: Well, do you know? I used to know, but I can't remember. He won something else too, didn't he? Nope,
2: no, nope. He won both the Super Bowl and the Grey Cup in the same, in the same year. city.
0: Uh, no, same the same city. city. Oh, same city. Yeah, that's right. Yep.
2: He won it Baltimore. with the Baltimore Stallions Baltimore. and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, that's special. Okay? Now... The other person that that hits, that missed this list completely, Gene, you need to pay attention to this one, because Bobby Singh is the most important football player to ever play in North American football. And why is that? William, Bobby Singh, why is he special? I can't ask Charles. He
1: knows.
3: I have no idea.
2: Mark, he's an you? He's
3: East Indian offensive lineman? He is. He's from the rich
2: school board,
4: or at least was.
2: Okay. Mark, know why Bobby Singh is special?
4: I don't know. I just Googled his name, and the first thing that came up was a politician, so probably not him, but no idea.
1: Charles, tell up. I actually don't know myself. I was trying to find I mean. out he too huh? I'm not sure.
3: You mentioned this before. I can't remember.
1: Bobby Singh won the Triple
2: Crown, Great up Super Bowl, and XFL Championship.
0: That's the only player I right, ever did.
2: Right. And he didn't right. make this list. Right. So, King, you have to pay attention to somebody that is so special as Bobby Singh. Okay? He, he won There's it with some... the Grey uh, Cup with the BC Lions, the Super Bowl with the LA Rams, and the XFL million dollar game i think it was called or whatever it was yep. uh, with the LA Extreme
3: Extreme yep that's right there's a couple of, there's a number of other players he forgot too
2: well there there's other players who have won both the Super Bowl and the Grey Cup there's a plethora yes. of players who won the, the and not the Super Bowl but they were special players like Warren Moon right he's on this list yeah, but, I mean, you know, Alvin Walton won a Grey Cup with the Redskins or a Super Bowl with the Redskins and won a Grey Cup with the Stallions. Barry Wilburn won a Grey Cup with the Lions and uh, uh, the Redskins, a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Mur- Harold Murphy.
1: Yeah. So Joe Theismann.
2: Joe Theismann never won a Grey Cup.
3: He never won a Grey Cup. He did. No, he was he – what Did he? Yes, he did. We had this argument the last time we talked about oh, we this. Did. Oh, we
2: did so. He did. He did. Win. He went with Toronto, didn't he? Yes,
1: yeah, sir. With the Argos. Yep.
2: Yeah. So there, there are some players out there that are pretty special. Brandon Browner. Now, Brandon Browner is the best all history because not only did he win a Grey Cup, he won two Super Bowl rings, ring, rings, and he's spending eight years in prison. Come on. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah, kind of one of those guys that shouldn't be there. Yeah, I, the I
2: think they kind of got have to get removed
3: off the list for that one, right? Yeah, Dan Dan Fetter-Kyle is not there either. <laughs>
0: let's,
4: let's face it, any of these lists are whoever writes down the list personal favorites.
2: Yeah, well, the top any ten, top, to 10, top, top twelve, 10, but, whatever. you know, if, if you kind of include everybody,
4: it should happen, right? So, yeah. It's too hard. It you just come down to the what you think of the top guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, look at Terry Greer. Terry Greer won a Grey Cup in Toronto, and then two back to back with San Francisco.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: So, okay. And I don't think he made the guy's list either. So, Keen, I think you no, got to do not. a little bit more research on the CFL there, buddy. Let's go over the list because we can, and I think it's a wonderful. Uh, top 14, top 12, number 12, Swervin Mervin Fernandez with the BC Lions.
0: Oh, yeah, Swerve.
2: This guy was um, absolutely amazing An amazing football player, okay? Uh, Yeah, and he was very successful in the CFL, and then he went down south, and oh, my God, he lit it up. Uh, Rocket Ischel won a great cup with the Toronto Argonauts. I don't think he won a
1: Super Bowl, though.
4: Really didn't do Uh, that.
1: He did not, I believe. No.
4: No. No. Do you ever wonder what his receiving yards would have been if he played his whole career in the CFL?
0: They would oh, have been off the Return,
4: yards. Return yards and receiving yards? They would have been off the charts. Yeah. With the speed he had at that time? Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Then paying him
2: $18 million for four years is absolutely ludicrous.
4: Well, uh, isn't that why the CFL almost went bankrupt after he left? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that was Bruce McNall trying to throw his money around. Yep.
4: Yeah, and and it worked. Did he actually pay him all that money? That's the thing. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I don't know
1: what happened.
2: I I don't. Maybe Bruce McNall wouldn't have, but I'm pretty sure Wayne Gretzky and John
1: Candy would have stepped up.
4: Probably. You hope.
1: Yeah, they didn't go to prison. McNall did. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. Number ten, Cookie Gilcrest. Really? Wow. Cookie's on here. Won a Grey Cup in 1957 against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is a Hamilton Tiger guy. Six-year career, including stops in Saskatchewan and Toronto. And he went down, and he was a four-time pro baller, all-pro rushing yards with the Buffalo Bills.
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he, he an did an win AFL a Super Bowl because he was playing for the, the Bills. Yeah, well, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he won an AFL championship before the AFL-NFL merger. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Before the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl. Yep.
1: Okay, here's another one. Joe
2: Joe Cap BC Lions. Hey, quarterback. I had no
4: idea he was traded from one league to another.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was traded from BC Lions to to the Minnesota
4: Vikings. Why? I, I,
2: that's that's probably a record. Okay, I think he may may be the only one that that's ever happened to.
4: This is actually a big trade. There's a ton of players in it.
2: Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a big trade. It was an important trade.
4: And 30-30 was in there too.
1: Yep. Now yeah. that's what one of the guys that came back to the Lions for Joe Hmm. Jim Young. Dick Fouts, who was an all-star in the NFL as well, yeah, involved in that trade. Good trivia, good trivia. Is, is, is that that's amazing trivia. CFL, is mm-hmm. that the only CFL-NFL trade ever? I, I've
2: never heard of one, another one.
4: Me I'm neither. I'm not saying
2: that it didn't happen, but that's the only to,
4: uh, CFL-NFL trade I ever heard of. I'm trying to figure out how you trade between the leagues. Why not? Yeah. But the well, it sure as hell wouldn't happen now. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's just weird. You trade between leagues.
1: They could try it now, but I guarantee you, the guy going from the NFL to the CFL would not be showing up.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> Hey, maybe that's how Edelman will come up.
1: Okay, it's...
2: In, in the forum that I'm looking at right now, it says only once. And it says Grant and Finks orchestrated a rare trade between leagues which brought Joe Cap from the BC Lions to the Vikings in return. Vikings sent Jim Young, a Canadian-born player, back to his native country.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's it, it says that that's the only time that that's happened. There you go. That's something for you to pay attention to there, Roger Kelly. Write an article on that one. Okay, heading down the list a little further. Uh, uh, Harold? Harold spells his name really funny. Hasselback. Not to be confused with the Hasselback that played in, um, what's that show called? Seattle. What? Knight Rider?
1: (sighs) That's Hasselback. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> <DJ>. <laughs> he's big in japan big. oh i knew really you really you'd do that yeah. oh. i was having fun with it come on
2: he won a great cup he won a super bowl oh he didn't start in the super bowl for the broncos
1: not the first one the second one he did
2: but he did for green bay there you go okay uh oh ed
1: george
2: this is going back away 197074. Hang on, what is this? Oh this is this, is, this guy. Okay, would people say that the CFL is a garbage second compared to the NFL? you have to go back to the 70s when the pay was comparable. okay? Ed George was. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers to play with Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris. And what did he do? He decided to,
1: to play the
2: in the CFL instead. I'm serious. He, he was drafted by the Steelers, but decided, signed with Montreal Alouettes instead of going to the NFL. He won three great cups in Montreal. And then well, off to the Baltimore Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. So hey, there you go. Way to go, Ed. Proving me right there. And then number six linebacker O.J. Gants Now O.J. was just an amazing, amazing linebacker. Uh, he was in uh, he was in BC when uh, we were playing with um, he, David no,
1: Benefield and uh, not, not early ni- or mid nineties. Oh, I've lost his name. What's the guy in Abbotsford? Which, uh, Kelly Lockbaum.
2: Kelly Lockbaum, yeah. Kelly Lockbaum, Gantz, and, uh, David Berganz, and Benefield. David Benefield.
1: That was a,
2: a linebacker core.
0: Ooh,
2: unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. BC Lions, BC Lions won the Grey Cup. Where in 1994, wasn't it? Beat the Stallions. And then he got traded, or he went and signed with the Baltimore Stallions and won the Great Cup the next year. In the only time that the Great Cup was ever won by an American team, and we will never forgive the Calgary Stampeders for losing. Okay? Come on. Seriously? You lost to the Americans? This is our game. Don't be doing that. Number five, Brandon Browner. Like I said, he's in jail. We're just going to bypass him. Who's Tom Casino?
3: Tom Cousineau. Cousineau. Hey, Tom Cousineau? Oh my God! Cousineau.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's before my time. No,
1: he's not. Um, he was part of those '70s teams in the Eskimos. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: I, I was just no. He was He was an Alouette. Was Alouette. Excuse me, Alouette. He was also. He was also a number one pick in the NFL.
2: First overall.
3: Yeah. No, no, I didn't say that. You did. Said number 1 pick. A first, first, round. first round
2: overall
4: pick. In, of the Buffalo Bills yep. in 1979.
2: Ah, okay. But Montreal Alouettes are offering twice the money to sign him, so he went north. Twice the money, did you hear that? Montreal Alouettes were paying more money than the Buffalo Bills. Okay. He signed a monstrous five-year deal for $2.5 million. That's $500,000 a year. Back in 1970s, mid-'70s, that was huge. Great Cup MVP. Okay. Uh, number three, quarterback Jeff Garcia.
0: Ooh.
1: Calgary Stampeders. Won a great Cup. Just quickly, quickly before they go that, I just looked it up. He was the first overall pick. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. First overall pick. So, any William, you were correct in your blunder. The CFL. Right.
2: <laughs> I don't know if there's any solitudes in that, but go ahead, uh, Jeff Garcia, hmm. Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossover QB Doug Flutie took over as starting. Got it. And then went down to San Francisco and was Steve Young's understudy. But, again, he gained the number one spot when Young suffered a career-ending concussion. Got his spell wrong. Number two, the greatest CFL quarterback funny. ever,
3: that, That's That's funny. It says, it says, Doug Flutie, Calgary Peters and Toronto Argonauts. Doesn't <laughs> mention the Beast and Lions.
1: They don't mention <laughs> well, the BC Lions. Well, they do in he, the in the article, but yeah. Know.
2: Well, he won Grey Cups with Calgary and Toronto. Oh,
1: and that's what it he is. never yep.
2: he did not win a Grey Cup with the BC Lions. He did play right. for the BC Lions. We know that nineteen ninety. Okay, he's also the shortest QB ever to be named to the Pro Bowl. I don't know if that's a record anybody oh. wants to keep, but uh. Let's carry on. And the number one quarterback or number one player to ever win a CFL Grey Cup and then head to the NFL, Warren Moon, who won five straight Grey Cups, at least four as a starter. Went down to the Houston Oilers in 84 at 28 years old. Relatively old man at that point in time. I don't think so. But anyhow, Warren Moon blasted. He was almost forty years old when he retired. Mm-hmm. Hell of a player! Hell of a player!
1: He's in both Hall um, of Fames. Both Hall of Fames.
2: That's correct. Now here's a question. Here's a trivia question for you.
3: I'm on wondering if list... he's the only guy.
2: What? He got
3: in the Hall, Hall of, Fame,
2: Hall of Fame, Fame of both leagues. Doug Flutie is.
1: Yeah. No, uh, he's not Doug in the Flute. NFL. He's the it. NFL Hall of
2: Famer. He's not in No. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> My bad. Ah, maybe he is. That's a, yeah. that's a
1: good tribute. We'll you. have to
2: figure that one out. Here, here's one for you. On this list of 12 players, for, should, this should be pretty easy. Which two played on the same team at the same
1: time? Uh, b- 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 Just looking down here. Um, in the CFO you're talking, right? Yep. Well, there's oh, two that played on no. the
2: same team no. at the same time as well, in the NFL as well.
1: I know. I'm sorry. Um, Doug Flutie and um, Jeff Garcia. No. Well.
0: No. Yeah, Are right.
3: in the NFL? Yes, Garcia. they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. In the yeah, they did. they
2: did. They both played in Calgary at the same time. My bad. There's another two. Yep. Uh, uh, this one I'm stumped
1: on. O.J. Bergens and Doug Flutie were both BC Lions in nineteen ninety. That's right. Yes, and our ni- yeah, that's right. Ninety and ninety-one, I believe. That's right.
2: Car? Okay. Yep. ya. O. J. So, Bergantz. And then uh hang on. There was two players here that were both on the um Baltimore Stallion. Great Cup team, winning team.
1: OJ o- 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 Bergan, and o- who o- was the Br- other one? OJ Bergan would be obviously one of them. That was on the um, that was on the Stallions team. Yeah. Uh,
2: I thought I read that on here that somebody else was on the Stallions.
1: I could be wrong. I'm looking. I don't see anyone else here that played for the Stallions.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: no, my bad. But, yeah, F Garcia and Doug Flutie played together, and Doug Flutie played with O.J. Brigantz in BC. So there's your two trivia questions there coming out of this information.
1: Oh, you know what? I just noticed that uh, O.J. Brigantz did not win a Grey Cup with the BC Lions. He left in 1993, the year before they went to the Grey Cup, and played in both Grey Cup years for the Baltimore Stallions. They won one, they lost one.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. But then he went and became a member of the Ravens.
1: That's right. And won a won a Super Bowl there.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, taking away the All American team that Baltimore had when they were in the CFL. Yeah. Just going strictly on football. Is yeah. that one of the best teams in the last forty years of CFL football?
1: Uh, the Stallions? Yeah, they were well, very, very dominant. <laughs> the, the problem is, is they had different rules
4: as all the yeah. other teams, so yeah. that
1: kind but of, of American players.
4: I'm just saying, just straight up football. Never mind me. They had all the American players, blah, blah, just football teams. They still had to play CFL rules. Right. So, they're
1: definitely.
0: when you discussion. look at that team
4: from the coaches to the special teams, you can make an argument that they're one of the top 20 teams, top 25. Well, co- I don't know, but...
2: The Baltimore Stallions were special for the simple for the only American team that did their due diligence in building a CFL team. Well, they
4: took a They went
2: hired CFL players, they hired CFL, CFL management. coaches. They had CFL uh, like upper management. They just went out and bought a CFL team and moved them into the Stallions or assembled a CFL group, moved them into Baltimore.
4: That's just fact, that, right? Yeah, but still, really quickly, they turn, they got that team to gel and worked yep. together in a hurry and did it for two straight years. And well, now that the Come NFL on. went screw this and got, got an NFL team Don back
0: Matthews.
2: in there, Don Matthews is an amazing individual. Oh yeah, I don't know if anybody else could have accomplished
1: that. Probably not. And you got to think too. You'll never know. Enough. enough all of no. these uh, U.S. Uh, teams, for the most part, I none of them hired guys that had any CFL head coaching experience. They were all guys from like USFL, US college, and stuff like that. And half of them trash the league on a consistent basis.
4: Baltimore got it right when it like they even Rogers. had a full stadium all the time. Wow. There's still there's still a Baltimore CFL fan page that's active. Yep. A book just came out about a two-year football team. They were in the league for, what, two years?
1: They averaged nearly 40,000 uh, a game in both of the seasons that they were in the CFL.
4: And the NFL had a panic attack and got the NFL back in there. Yep.
1: Well, they They should. Right. They probably should't well, they've been in Baltimore before and should probably have never left there in the first place.
2: No, but that I mean that's that's the whole thing. there was a, a team the leagues were really stupid. I mean, you can look at what uh, hockeyes would say the same thing the Quebec Nordiques should have never left Quebec.
1: No I, I, correct
2: I is, agree. Why is there a team still in Arizona? You know like where does that make sense?
4: Well, if you're going to go on that side of it, why uh, the Winnipeg Jets' um, records with the Atlanta Thrashers and not the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. You know, you think of it that way. I get it, but, like, come on. Team Mussolini played how many games in Arizona?
0: Dale
4: Dale Howard-Truck is the all-time leading goal scorer for the Arizona team.
1: And he never played a game for them.
4: Nope.
3: Nope. Who knows?
2: Okay. Well, that's our article on American Football International. Thank you very much, Roger Kelly. Uh, you guys take care over there in Sweden, and keep up the good work. We appreciate it. We pay attention. And uh, like I said before, Roger, uh, any you want to come on the show, let us know. I know it's, it's 5 funny. o'clock in the morning for you,
1: but so what? Have a coffee and enjoy. It's funny. I had this list open here still of uh, the showing that Tom Cousineau was the first overall pick of the Buffalo Bills in the 79 drafts, so I just scrolled down a little bit, and there's another guy that actually played in both the CFL and the NFL, although he didn't have quite the success uh, that Mar- that any of these guys on the 12 uh, listed in, uh, Mark Gastineau.
3: <laughs>
0: Mark Gastineau meet
3: Chris Walby by career. And we, did, and we did forget a quarterback, too. Who's that? In Ferragamo.
0: Oh, God.
3: Oh, boy. He played in the Super Bowl, guys. Yeah, but he course, came he up not get anywhere near a Grey Cup. No, no, he was in Montreal. Of course he didn't.
2: I don't know if I have anything to say about that one. So let's move on to talk to something. The CFL has rejected the proposed plan by the American spring League to join forces. Well, the Spring isn't really a league, so how can we join forces with something that isn't, doesn't really exist? Uh, what was their suggestion that they would play CFL games in two or three American cities? Is that what basically what I got? I'm going to do a nine-game season up here for, for the CFL, and three of the games are just going to disappear.
3: Something tells me it was a seven-minute conversation with Randy Ambrosian. and he said no. Mm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ambrosian. 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 Right.
1: foolish enough to fall for these guys. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, give them credit—they—they've been around for eight, eight years, seven years,
3: eight years, uh, right?
0: Yeah, and Hang I've on. never heard of them up until, the up until up until last the week. It,
3: they, it's not really a
2: league. All the other leagues combined haven't been around that long.
0: Huh.
4: Is, have they? How long XFL, has the GFL Price, been
2: around? World, World Football League, uh, AAF. What about GFL? Uh, GFL. It, what's the GFL? The German Football League? They don't
1: count. Yeah.
0: I'm talking yes, about Americans.
1: They they very much count.
3: USFL, that, the World League of American hansen, Football, the that XFL play. counted in the in the in the CFL, didn't it, Mark?
4: Theatric hansen
3: Yeah. With the only <laughs> he was in the double Dion
4: football hit I've ever seen. He
3: yeah. was the German football league, wasn't he?
4: He was. He was the first. He, his, he was their first pick from the whatever they called that draft.
3: I, I, hey Mark, I remember seeing that hit at the Grey Cup, but I was watching it last week on TV. Now that was, it was a loud hit. That what was a that? loud hit. Holy I crap. can watch
4: that thing on loop, not for the play, not for anything else, but the sound.
3: Just for the noise.
4: Yep. Yep. And the look what? on the two tie caps when they both dusted yep. themselves off, got up, and it was game over right there. <laughs> Because yep. they both put their heads down, shrugged their shoulders, slumped, and walked off the field.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: But yeah, and that's some punk, That's some kid from Germany. Yep. It's totally amazing.
2: And how many games, how many things, how many single plays could you watch over and over again on loop? How many? Not many. Can you think of – can you watch over and over again? I can think again? of
3: two. I can think, two. I think of two.
2: Yeah. Are they both and the same But I don't two, want to huh? bring up.
3: I don't want it's to bring up the second hit. one because I don't want to bring up the second one because that will the show will be over because you and Mark are going to talk about it all night. Oh good God! Yes, please, please do it. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I know which one you're talking about. I'm <laughs> not do even I? going there.
1: Yeah, uh, probably, the probably in the
2: 2009 Grey Cup. <laughs> I put that on loop and watch over and over and over and over and over
1: again So could I I love
2: flags fly high in the air And, and Paul Applelees pound his head into the wall And Chavis Freed looked like a deer in the, headlights. the only,
4: The only thing I'll say about it Is that's another one I can watch loop out loop on loop For the sound it was the same style sound. When you heard it, it was... When you hear that sound, it's like, holy fuck, that hurt. Because you could hear it everywhere. All
1: right. So for anyone that that's uh, listening and doesn't know what we're talking about, this second one, it's the uh, Taylor Loeffler hit on T- Manny Arsenault in the uh, Western semifinal. And I know Uh-oh. you're talking about the sound to... Um, yeah. Mark, because I heard that one. I was in the building that night, and it literally oh, yeah.
3: echoed throughout the building.
1: Hey, oh. hey,
3: Christopher, I got a question for you, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Clean hit. <laughs>
4: uh, Twenty
3: years okay, ago, was well, we it got a got
4: clean the the hit? 19, no, no. Let's just go. With Twenty years ago, was it a clean hit? <laughs>
2: he got flagged.
4: <laughs> he got flagged. Yes, he did. He got flagged.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was but still it an awesome hit? fucking oh. hit
4: It was still an awesome hit But that Hanson one The Bombers are doing this thing right now Where a bunch of guys get together on video chat And they stream it live So I got, was trying to get Jake Thomas To explain what the double on hit was To try to explain it to the rest of those guys because that's what I call that Theatric Hansen hit—is a double Dion of the CFL. I've never seen two guys go flying like that.
3: Like, okay. With all the stuff
4: with the with all the stuff with the gray cop. that's still my favorite memory of it all. Is the sound of that
3: hit. Since since we're talking about favorite memories I have two memories that 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 were very emotional for me okay the the first one was the 2009 great cup I was I was I was my arm was back my clicker was about to leave my hand when I realized Saskatchewan had a flag on the game field. <laughs> okay? Or whatever it was. Or Montreal had a... Or Saskatchewan had the flag. Yep. And they missed the field goal. I was going to throw my clicker through the fucking TV. Okay? And I managed to stop myself. And I was elated. <laughs> the other time... The other time... And maybe Mark, Mark's the only guy who's going to remember this season... The season, and the Bombers were going to the Grey Cup. I guarantee you, the Bombers were going to the Grey Cup when Matt Dunnigan tore his Achilles tendon. Yeah, I cried that like a fucking That was with David two-year-old. Williams and everybody, right? Yes, I cried yeah. like a fucking two-year-old. Mm-hmm. That was the same year. That was the same year he broke the uh, one-game passing record, it's right? Seven hundred thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew the minute he just fell down, I knew right away he tore his account in Yep. And Mark, who did they replace him with? Uh, that wasn't Garza, was it? Pardon me? No. That wasn't Sammy Garza. That wasn't who? Garza. It was Sammy Garza. Oh. Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. Was Cal
1: Murphy coaching the Bombers at that point by chance?
0: Yes, he, he was. was. The G- um, and there was no GM,
1: maybe. He had to be one or the other because there was no way else Sammy Garza was getting a job from anybody else.
4: And people wonder nope. why the Bombers fired Cal uh, Murphy, so the bitter most winningest coach. Yep. You know, blah, 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 10 gray cats,
3: blah, blah, blah. You hired your son-in-law. Grandkids gotta eat too, eh? <laughs> Anyways, you still with us, Christopher? Now that we're going yeah, down I, memory lane. Yeah. No, no, I'm having fun. Okay, I cried like a I mean, two-year-old we, that day. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well,
2: we can we can go back not that far, and and the. Uh, I think it was a Western semifinal game, wasn't it, when BC beat the Bombers? That was only back, but, uh, four bad. Was goals? that the field goal? The missed field goal? With the field goal? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Abs- absolutely great, what, great game.
3: I could it, have owned was it a, uh,
2: Jared Zanowich's house on that one. Yeah. He wanted to mm. bet me his house that the yeah. Bombers were going to beat the Lions.
4: Idiot. Yeah, I remember that kick pretty well. When it first went up, they show it from behind because, you know, I'm watching it on TV, and it's right down the middle. So I am jumping up. Yes, we beat them. Yep, and then straight down. Dropped like a rock. Yep. Wasn't that, wasn't why, that the 60 yards? Why yard? did that
2: happen? Everybody because knows why this BC happened. Place. Because you because can't, can't don't kick open the long stadium. field goals late in BC place. The air pressure well, they
1: won't open gets, the stadium gets too that hot. Reason. The air gets too heavy.
4: Yeah. People always wonder why BC never opens. BC plays for football.
2: Wally didn't.
4: So they can control the field. Atmosphere. Yep. They yeah. have Wally full control. Wally never wanted that
2: open. Nope. Never wanted the roof open. Never. For that, for and that that's, changed. that's changed. That's changed. Yeah, The the new president has requested that the BC Play Stadium be open on any every game day.
4: It should be. Why? It adds to the atmosphere of the game. Yeah,
2: bullshit.
1: <laughs> I think it should be, but just for the mere fact that we didn't spend uh, millions and millions of dollars on it for it to be closed all the time. Home field advantage. Yeah. Home field advantage didn't do much for us last year.
3: Home field advantage for BC. Whether it was open or closed, it didn't matter.
0: (laughs) BC's
4: home field advantage now is the time change. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Can you imagine if Halifax
1: was in the league?
4: Four
2: hours.
1: I used to constantly hear teams whine and complain about the time change and its unfair advantage for the BC Lions and they shouldn't be allowed, and blah, 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 blah. Now that the Lions were crap last year and couldn't beat anyone no matter where they played, suddenly those arguments went away. (laughs) No one brings them up anymore.
4: It's a huge time change. It is a huge. Yeah. It to me anyway. I you're you have a body clock, and all of a sudden it's two or three hours off, especially True, when but, it's a late game.
2: Well, that it's it's why uh, BC Lions as a crossover team, who has been a crossover team more than any other team, can't win a, a, a semifinal game in the East because they play at fucking breakfast.
0: <laughs> yeah, 10
1: in the morning. Literally, last time, two years ago, they were the crossover team, went and played in Hamilton. I went and watched a game while having a, lunch, a breakfast buffet. And I'm not kidding about that either.
4: Now imagine having to play in, Newf- in um, Halifax. You can't even start before I'm awake. They would have to be there a week just to get used to it.
1: They'd be like kicking off at not eight thirty in the morning or something. Yep.
4: Yep.
2: Very uncool. I hate it. I, I, I every year I yell about that. Doesn't do any good. But still it's still not
1: going to change.
2: No. Okay. Moving on, with the breakout of racial violence down south, have some renewed calls for a name change to the Edmonton Eskimos. I cannot believe that this is still a thing. The Edmonton Eskimos did their due diligence. They went up into the territories. They consulted with the Inuit leaders, they consulted with the Inuit people, they took a poll, survey poll of Inuit people, okay, 60%, not only, they support the usage of the name Edmonton Eskimos, they cheer for the Edmonton Eskimos, they call it their team. Of the remaining 40%, the mass majority of them don't care. Only a very, very few small percentage of people up there were offended by it in any way, shape, or form. At what point in time do we change everything because of a massive minority offensiveness? Political correctness shit has got to stop. It's wrong. It's wrong. The the single person, the very small minority, the special interest group, cannot dictate to the masses what's right and wrong. My opinion, it may not be yours, but I'm tired of the Edmonton Eskimos and this name thing. And just of Three Down Nation, you should be ashamed of yourself for writing this article. It's clickbait. And you're bringing up something that doesn't exist. And then some Inuit, um, no, not even an Inuit, I don't believe. A MP from the, I don't think he's Inuit, says that the Eskimos should change their name because he's a politician.
1: Uh, give your head a shake. I, I'm just. And not even a, and not even an Alberta politician either.
2: Well, no, she's from the North about, Territories, wasn't he? Or, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. She's talking about a two. team that. He's talking about a team that is not playing in the province or territory that uh, she governs. Why is she worrying about
4: it? Guys, what time of year is this normally? We're into preseason football now, Preseason. We'll be, we'll be, well... What what happens every year at this time? What happens every year at this time? Someone brings this story up. There's an article whether it's Three Down, whether it's CFL, whoever. There's an article about somebody complaining about the name, and it's time to change it. And it's going to come up every single year. Edmonton, my feelings on it, they don't matter. The people that they're apparently slandering, their opinion matters.
0: As Christopher said,
4: their opinion says they like the name. Is it a conversation that needs to come up every year? I hope the fuck not. There are certain things that you need to keep the conversation going. I don't know if that's one of them. I don't see the anger that a couple of the baseball teams get as one NFL team especially gets um, from any of the Inuit people from any of the actual for lack of a better term Eskimos they don't seem to think it's a horrible thing isn't it their choice it's not ours we don't live there it's their choice and that's it I'm done go ahead
2: William, say something intelligent. You.
3: Um, you know what? They okay. It's not just an Eskimo thing. There's a number of other sports teams, and they've never changed the other sports teams' names, have they? The Kansas City. No, but that's Chiefs.
1: in America.
4: Um, well,
3: yeah, but you would couple, think that a, they would.
4: North Dakota changed
3: their. Team they were the Fighting they, Sioux, were they, they not? They were the
4: Fighting Sioux, and now I believe... I don't even think they're called the Sioux. I can't remember what it is now, what they're called. But I know
3: they completely once again, changed the name. Once again, that's a university team. Professional teams haven't changed. Nope. There's still the Kansas City Chiefs. There's still the Chicago Blackhawks. There's still the... Nope. Uh, Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins. I mean, think about uh, that word. That's a derogatory Redskins, that, name
2: if I've ever heard one.
3: Th- that's one that Absolutely. should be changed. I'm sorry, I agree with that being. changed. Well, I don't think I don't think it should be changed because it's not it's not a racial thing. It's a team name that they've had forever. What was the name of their dumb. mascot? What's the nickname the of their
4: mascot? The Redskins. Yeah, right. Up until a few years ago, what was the nickname? I don't think I need to say it. Mm -mm. Will? I don't know. Do you remember it? No?
1: Wahoo. No, no,
3: that was the Cleveland Indians. Was that the Indians? Right. right. Sorry, wrong team, but still. And and these guys make, what is the word, what's the Kansas City, they do the tomahawk thing, remember? The chop.
0: In the stands
3: the chop. I mean, yep. it's just people having fun. It's not politically incorrect. They're just doing what they do. Come on. The Life is too short, short to, to take these edit. things. Life is too short to take these things so seriously, okay? Come on. And the Eskimos, I have—I don't think Eskimo is a derogatory word. Well,
2: it means eater of raw
3: meat. Any In Inuit language. Okay, and do they not eat raw meat? Yep. Okay, it's not a lie. So I think that's the perfect—that's the perfect name for a football team because they're all animals and they probably eat raw meat.
1: Okay. Hey, come on. To me, I mean, but, I've always felt that Neyman's pro sports teams after like Braves or, or, or Eskimos or something—I've almost seen that as more of a tribute to those people rather than uh, you know something hate filled. I've never felt that it was there was any malicious intent.
4: No. Behind I any saw of these slants I saw a slant on our Facebook page today where the blue bomber's name was offensive How? Because of what the bombers are. What they do. Oh, they geez. drop bombs on cities.
1: You know what? Somebody Didn't
4: actually brought up Nagasaki.
1: Oh. Okay, then If that's the case, yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Did you yeah. Think Argonauts.
2: The Argonauts should change their name because, like, it it's degrading. That team is degrading to, to all the good Argonauts out there, right? The Greek sailors.
3: All the Greeks. Because yeah. like that well,
2: team sucks.
1: Yeah, well, the BC am, lions, you know, I, lions have killed people on safaris and in the wild, so we shouldn't do that. And the well, Stampede, thats Detroit Lions, rodeos. that's not the BC
3: Lions. BC Lions are cougars. <laughs> I'm writing—I'm writing a letter to the Calgary Stampeders tomorrow because stampede means cows stampede and people get killed. That's offensive to me, okay? Or it glorifies rodeos and its cruelty to animals. That's correct. Wow! You can
0: literally,
1: if you stretch it out enough, you can find a, um, you could find anything that would, uh, you can stretch it out so that any team name, uh, could be offensive. You really could.
4: Yeah. Well, here's another yes. one I heard today: the Cleveland Browns. Uh huh. Wow. That's.
0: And they're named after
4: Paul Brown.
1: The original
0: yeah,
3: owner of the but, goddamn team. Yeah, well. Isn't calling them Clevelands offensive to the city of Cleveland? <laughs> wow. I think Come calling on. them a
2: football team isn't offensive to all football.
1: And you oh know my God. the Dallas Cowboys are offensive to people that you know that work on farms and ranch hands. Yeah. Oh no, they're cheerleaders. Guys that are out there working on the farms in hundred degree
3: heat.
0: And breaking, I mean, and,
3: and you think about the Cleveland Browns. That whole football organization is is disgusting because they've never won anything. Okay, that was just for a former co-host of the CFL podcast. Okay, like really, guys, come on. Still to this day, Kevin Costner is the best. A GM the
1: Cleveland Browns have ever had. Hell yeah, <laughs>
3: absolutely. He was. It was a
2: miracle. He sprinkled it with some fairy dust. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Hold off a miracle.
3: That's. Excuse me. I know some gay people. Fairy dust is offensive. Don't say that. Okay.
4: Now that we've offended everybody across the entire country and had fun doing it. <laughs> yep.
3: Yep. Please direct if your, your phone phone calls to, to Christopher to Jones.
0: <laughs>
3: Actually, I'm thinking, you know what, Christopher doesn't doesn't do anything on the page anymore. Christopher, could you public publicize uh, Todd Mogi's phone number live on air, please, so they'll phone him with all the complaints? Well, I don't have it. You have to ask Mark. Damn it.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have it. Um, but <sighs>
3: moving on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, honestly, after this week of everything else, I think that anybody who's offended by our podcast is just right. Kelly Bale. Because <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> it's
3: his fault. Yeah. He created our part of it, didn't he?
2: Uh, he was here on day one. It was Charles, myself, and Kelly.
3: I'm just thinking, let's talk CFL as offensive because there's a lot of people who don't like to talk.
2: Well, we're, so we're Discriminate now. against other football leagues, without question. Yes. Right? We do. We, we You know. And teams. I, I, and teams. Yep. What you mean, like the Riders?
4: Now I was thinking saying More along the lines You uh, About the Bombers Who,
3: Or the, bombers? the fans
4: Or the fans One well,
3: the Bombers three. Bomber fans
2: are
1: just Dicks most of the time So I I, I don't we know go. We're That's not picking on the was team for. I'm guessing That's Riders what what was About looking, for. looking to us Years ago
4: um, yeah, yeah, yeah We're not um, picking on The bomber, bomber team Because, game, because I really
2: don't have Anything about the Bomber
4: team It's the fans That are dicks since you brought up the Riders, if you want to enjoy a Rider football game on Friday night, um, they're replaying the Edmonton Riders game where the Riders got just destroyed and, complete, and didn't score a single point.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say they're going to play the 2009 Grey
4: Cup again. <laughs> no, I thought they'll that. To play, they'll play the 2019 Grey Cup for the 85th time. Enough.
3: I want to see Evan great Cup from 1982 on TV. Well, I just want you to. Mark, Mark, I want you to understand something, okay, Hmm. right now. The Bombers would not have won the great Cup last year if Cody Fajardo wasn't hurt and if he didn't hit the upright, okay? Oh, I know. It was the shoe in. They were going to win the whole thing. Yep. Who put that goalpost in the way? (laughs) It was conspiracy. So they didn't win. Well, the thing, win. thing is, it's,
2: it, it's, it's there for all teams. And it was there since the beginning of the game. So he should have actually been aware
3: of where it has been aware of.
0: Oh, and, and I have that they, were
3: so, they were so disgusted. Ha- Sam Hurl was so disgusted by what happened in that game, he retired. Yep.
1: <laughs> Sam
2: Hurl was so disgusting, he hurled. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Well, that's okay. That's what most people did when they watched him play football, so, yes, that's true.
4: I like my Patrick Christopher.
2: Uh, I didn't see it. I was watching something. Oh, don't get me going on this one. What one? I got myself in trouble for this one, I think. Yes, he did. This is something about a short bus.
4: Yeah, the the yep. Okay. I just like who it's from. Holly Jefferson. Uh, Willie's wife.
2: Oh, is that who that is?
4: Yeah. Adnor- she trash talks as good as he does.
2: I'll comment. Okay, moving along here. Are we done with this Edmonton-Eskimo thing? Who here thinks the Eskimo should change their name? Okay. Next. Unanimous. Kahari Jones has recounted stories about racial discrimination for both his college and pro-playing days. Well, here's the thing. Myself, growing up in the west coast of Canada, I count numerous, numerous stories against my white ass. Okay, against myself, either from East Indians, Koreans, Vietnamese, whatever. So, I think everybody at some point in their life has rightfully discriminated against. Why is this story more important than mine or anybody else's?
4: Because a reporter hasn't asked you.
0: Yeah,
2: and I wouldn't answer That's what me if they did. Right? I, w- I wouldn't answer him. because it's not important. Move on. And, you know, I don't This this whole thing down in the States right now is, is racially based. Okay? I think this is about bad policing. Okay? Simple. It's bad policing. These guys need to go to jail. They've all been arrested. They're all going to be tried. Hopefully, they're convicted, and hopefully, they go to jail. And then we'll see who's racially discriminated against in jail because I think their ass is going to be in trouble.
4: And what what want. Was that literally or figuratively? Both.
3: But
2: this is not a this is not an a racial event. I don't know why it's being made out to be one.
1: I'm it, not it, convinced of that.
2: It's a case of, a case of bad policing. Now. They're bad cops.
1: Oh, they're one hundred percent they're off. bad cops.
2: Okay. End of story. We can get into a whole pile of different things. But in that time, in the time that this has happened, do you know how many police officers have been killed by rioters? does, Does this not make the news? Okay. 400%, four black police officers have been killed by rioters since this whole thing started. Do their lives not matter? Nobody can answer that one. Dead silence. Yep. I, it, it's, it, it should it be makes reported. Me, it, it makes me sick that this is a one-sided discussion. Okay? And, and I'm offended by it. And I'm going to move on before I get myself in a lot of shit with some of my good friends. Good
1: thinking. So,
2: I really don't
4: care.
2: I don't care what happened to Kahari Jones. Okay? No offense, Kahari. I just don't. Okay? It's not about racial discrimination. And I'm sorry that that happened happened to me. And it happens all the time in Vancouver. White folk are constantly discriminated against. So, I went, oof. In fact if you really want to know who the most discriminated against person in Canada is the demographics for the most discriminated against people group of people in Canada it's a single white male without question can't get a government job because he's not a visible minority he's not he's not married with a mortgage he's not a female. He's not whatever else. It's a single white male. It's the most discriminated. He can't get a job as a cop. He can't get a job in City Hall. He can't get a job anywhere. Okay? Most discriminated against person. Not if he was native. He'd have a job in a heartbeat. They just don't want to work. Now i got myself in trouble. Segment four. A recent CA article out is Andrew Harris the best Canadian ever to play in the CFL? And if not, who is? Well, I've said time and time again before that it doesn't count when you cheat. Okay? Riders gray cut victory to me don't count because they were over the cap, and that's cheating. You gotta play by the rules, the same rules everybody has, and if you violate those rules I penalty. I don't care what it is, I don't care whatever else, you cheated. And that's the end of the story. Is Andrew Harris the best Canadian player to ever play in the C F L? Who Yes. There's a very good possibility in that. Did he get caught cheating last year? Yes. So how can he be the greatest player if he cheats? I mean it's kinda like um What's his name? Pete Rose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Got banned from baseball for life. Got caught cheating.
1: They still least, won't let him back in.
2: They still won't let him in, right? I mean, there's a whole pile of people. I mean, what were they? There was a couple guys who won the batting thing that got caught on on roids, and and they actually took their. Any besides the point. Not the not the point. You can't be the best if you can't follow the rules. Plain and simple. So is it because he got caught and others didn't? Of course it is. It's all about getting caught. It's all about getting caught. I've never been convicted of a felony. Okay? That's just a simple fact. Okay. I'm finished. William, what do you think? Best Canadian player ever?
3: Yes, yes, he is right up there with uh, Lance Armstrong as the greatest cyclist of all time,
2: and Brandon Browner.
3: Well, Lance Armstrong is the greatest cyclist of all time. Without well,
2: question, he is.
3: Um, you know what? You and it's funny because I was I happened to be watching the Grey Cup tonight. I was bored, and I was watching last year's Grey Cup, and. Andrew Harris was, was a monster in that game. He was a monster in that game. He's a great, he's a great football player. Yep. All I can say. That's all I can say. Is he the greatest Canadian of all time? You know what? Even, even if it wasn't we weren't talking about drugs, there's been some pretty freaking good Canadian receivers in the CFL too. There has. Okay, and once again running back gets more attention because they're probably one of the main focuses, you know.
1: Well it's not it, traditionally a Canadian you know, position. Yeah, there haven't been a lot of great Canadian running backs.
3: No, there's there hasn't. Last one oh I don't even remember the last one for the bombers. narmi I'm glad you said I'm glad you said for the bombers. Okay. Well, yeah Yes, there's one A and one B To mm-hmm. me I mean But, once again You can't compare errors So therefore I don't think you can say Somebody's the greatest whatever of all time I just Different games Greatest of what his he, era
4: Pardon me? Well, I was just going to quickly say Russ Jackson that name gets thrown in yep, every right. single time. Yep. Right. Right. Does anybody so, really remember watching Russ Jackson play? Aside from video games or videotape?
0: Uh, kind of
3: I mean, what's his name? Give me a little my before my career. Jerry Jerry, Jerry Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the but guy you know at Ottawa right now? The guy at Ottawa right now. The receiver. Brad Snopley. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty freaking good, too. Yep. There's no doubt Andrew Harris is a great running back. No doubt about it at all. Mhm. Cheated or not, okay? But has he been so good because he's been cheating all along? He says, no, I have my doubts. Well, that's
1: the thing, too, is he can never really prove that he didn't. Nope, nope. And, once and again, that's always going to be a, a sticking point for a lot of people.
3: Once again, I'm waiting to hear about the private tests he had done for steroid use.
1: And, and if we they were positive
3: or negative. We all I haven't heard but any more about Simpson's that. It's still looking it, for it the real went, killer. It went. Yeah. It went the way of O.J. Okay. So... No doubt about it, he is a good running back. I love watching him play. I love watching him play. I loved him in the Grey Cup. He was fantastic in the Grey Cup. Out of everybody in the Grey Cup, he was the most stoked of anybody during the game and winning the game. No doubt about it. He wanted that so bad it wasn't funny. Yeah. Honestly,
4: with Harris in that game, I think all the controversy and the gorilla that was shoved onto his back, it just fed him. Yep. Instead of looking at it as pressure, he looked at it as motivation, and it worked.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But I, yeah, I still, could... I still, I still don't like him because I think he's arrogant as fuck. Okay. I just there's something about the way he looks. It just doesn't do anything for me. Mhm. So I don't know.
4: I'm not going to disagree.
2: you have to admire the road in which greatness
3: yep absolutely
2: not being not going to a school not not playing college ball going through the junior ranks getting brought up as a territorial protection by Wally Buono with the BC Lions and then turning around and dumping on Wally you know it just i agree with will he just got his his head got bigger than his, than, I don't know, than anything. It was just a, uh, absolutely amazing. The arrogance and the eagle. I mean, he actually makes Paul Levi Mitchell look like a choir boy.
4: And he has his whole career.
2: Yeah. Well, he's been an arrogant prick from day one. Him and G R and played, Simon are just like right up there.
4: And he's had a chip on his shoulder the whole time. And it's never come off. No. So,
2: you know, quite frankly, Winnipeg's a good place for him. Because we got really tired of him in BC. Same way we yeah, got tired of just Damien like De- to be Damon all,
1: Allen. Yeah, just the time seemed to be all just much more about himself than he was the team.
2: Oh, the, the hissy fits he had because he didn't get enough touches in a game was just amazing, mm-hmm. right? Like seriously, he would just rant and rant and rant about not getting touch, not touching the ball enough. So, oh. no use for the man. Don't care. Goodbye. Best Canadian ever. Who cares?
4: I just don't want to see him become another John Cornish, and be and when he retires, and be on the, um, behind all the guys playing with his flag, getting the crowd going. Just don't want to see that.
2: You know what? I don't think you're going to see Andrew Harris again after he leaves He's football. He's too
3: arrogant. He's too arrogant to do something. He won't like come that back part.
2: to the game. He's he doesn't give a shit about the fans. He's not coming back.
4: doesn't make a difference one way or the other to me. Oh, Honestly, man. it doesn't. So,
3: Like we've talked about before, players come and go. Yep.
2: Yeah. Ten years from now, nobody will know his name.
3: It's over. Except for us.
2: No, I would have forgotten about him by then. Probably by mm.
3: By ten o'clock tonight.
2: <laughs> nah, that's only thirty-six minutes away. So yeah, okay. Ah, uh, let's move on here. What do we got? This former Super Bowl MVP Julian Illman is on a list of potential non-import free agents, despite being born in the U.S. Due to a loophole of having a Canadian parent,
1: it'll be closed.
2: This is the Alex Singleton loophole.
1: Yep. I was going to say that same as him, too.
2: Okay, now, here's my question. Would Julian Edelman be picked up by a CFL team if he was not considered a non-import? Yes.
1: He probably would be, yes. He's a great football player. He's a great football player.
2: So... If he comes to the CFL, awesome. Why would he come to the CFL? Does this mean that no NFL team wants to play this guy? Why Why is this even a story?
1: He has had, in the past few years, he's had some issues with substance abuse. And in terms of NFL receivers, he's getting up there in age. So I think this is why this is coming up.
2: See, I don't, I don't know anything about this guy. i never heard of him before. You you put this thing up on the on my agenda today. So actually, I'm, I oh, guess I should Google the guy.
4: You should. He's an awesome receiver. He would rip he the is. CFL even at his age and with injuries. He would rip the CFL apart with a quarterback like Mike He's he, he would he's rip. A white guy. <laughs> he would rip them apart. There isn't he a quarterback in the CFL that could cover him. I we yeah. really don't okay.
1: think Okay. So. He's not going to come. So, I don't think there's any chance. No.
4: But I think no, there's
1: just no chance in hell. This is speculation. I mean, if he finds anywhere in football, he'll sign with someone in
4: the NFL because he's that good. His salary well, he, could he's, buy he's, every team in the CFL. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's, he's not gonna been
2: win. in the, he's been in the NFL for eleven years. Yep. Why would he come to the CFL? He's got more <laughs> money on his night table.
4: But this just kind of proves that like Charles Post did in his thing, it's time to get rid of this. My mom was born in Canada. So yeah. I'm now Canadian. It's time Ridiculous. to get rid of it.
0: Ridiculous. Well, it is, uh, without
2: question. If you're not a Canadian citizen, you're not a Canadian. Does anybody have a problem with that?
4: You weren't born no. in Canada. Taylor Loeffler never played a down a of Canadian football. Until he got to the CFL. Uh, Alex Singleton's no different. Drew Olatarski didn't even know really where Winnipeg was. He's a Canadian. No,
2: he's a non-import. Not or a whatever.
4: Canadian. Whatever they call it now.
2: Or well, it's in. actually
4: a national. Yeah.
2: They call them national players.
4: But you know what I mean? Like, okay, he's a non-import. He didn't even know where... Winnipeg was hello it's time
2: I had to check this out just because uh, I you know hang on
4: get away from me
2: somebody's phoning me on Skype I don't even have Skype um this story is just straight bullshit. I just have no idea why this even made any type of news. And I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm trying to figure out why this became a story. And then I went, oh, Three Down Nation, Justin dunk." Okay, never
4: mind. It, it brings up a good way of us talking about getting rid of this stupid rule, which I think was brought in because spaces... Americans are generally better than Canadians at football. But the Canadian players are now getting better. Do we need this stupid rule so that we have an extra Canadian? Come on.
2: Either that or let's just do away with the ratio
1: because I'm getting sick of it. I mean, because this kind of flies right in the face of of the ratio because – You've got guys being included in this ratio that were not born in Canada, and like he, Mark said, probably doesn't know where half the Canadian cities are. So it makes a mockery of the ratio rule because you've got these guys who are included, and if they're not Canadians, just because their mom or dad or whatever was born in Canada, that does not make you a Canadian.
4: And they're making uh, more money than the American guys that they went to school with. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're Canadian.
2: Here's the deal, okay? My son-in-law, and I'm not going to talk any anything here. um, He's a bit of a ginger, okay? He's got red hair. Nice guy. Like him, okay? He's 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 one-eighth native. He he can get status, okay? Yes, he can. In, in, in what world does that make sense?
4: My wife can get hers why because her great great grandmother was native yeah I know she's never gotten it she has no interest in getting it because she's not native
3: yeah well Mark you could get cheap smokes
0: oh you I smokes?
3: <laughs> well smoke I already about. buy them off her reserve at the reserve
4: prices it really doesn't matter
2: Oh, there! Oh, okay. See, you're already cheating.
4: Yep. Got a cabin out in Kenora, and there's a great reserve there.
2: You get cheap fuel there too. Yes. Out here, you're not allowed they, to unless allow you to don't have a status card.
4: No, they don't care. They make more money off the cottagers than they do ever the people in Kenora, so they'll take our money. Why not?
0: Why not?
2: Okay, we're going a, a whole pile of different, <laughs> I think we're all going to hell, <laughs> honestly, yeah. after this show, I think I said that to Todd Moggie today, he said something and I just told him he's going to hell,
3: hey, hey Christopher, I have to thank you, uh, by the way,
2: you're welcome, but what for,
3: for, no, for not including me in the Carhari Jones conversation,
2: <laughs> oh, did I forget you,
3: because you we would be back. in trouble. You would be in trouble. No, it's okay.
2: No, we're sending all the calls it's over to Kelly Bell
1: tonight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe no, that's, that's who okay. was calling you on Skype. Maybe. Maybe that's who was Skyping me. <laughs> who knows?
2: I just hit the t- decline button. Maybe okay. you bored his
3: girlfriend's he borrowed his girlfriend's iPhone. Anyways.
2: I, I'm not going there. Oh, I'm not bad gonna will.
3: touch that. that was, yeah, that was bad. will.
2: Okay, let's move on. I like this new next subject here. CFL.ca asks the question do mid season coaching changes ever work? And the majority of people have said no. And the article only says that it it it, it was successful twice. Okay.
0: How can, but it makes no sense.
2: So a mid-season coaching change, twice the the teams went on to win the Grey Cup. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Okay. But that's not what we're talking about. A mid-season coaching change is usually done because the team sucks. They're 0-9. Okay, and Corey Chamblin gets fired. Oh, and 9 Whoever takes over a- isn't going to win the Grey Cup. They're not even going to get it to the playoffs. Okay? Unless
3: they're in the East. Yeah, unless they're in yeah. the
2: East. But does the team improve? Now, it doesn't have to be improve on the field. Do they improve spiritually? Is their attitude better? Are they coming together as a team? As a job? Can make this a better football team. Doesn't mean that they win games, they score points. Are they a better team? Are they acting like a team? Okay. So, a mid season coaching position to me, or change to me means is it a better football team after than it was before? Stephen yeah. then I, I consider it I a success.
1: That's what I was going to say. I don't think you can just judge based on whether or not the team goes on to win the Grey Cup. I mean, that's one, uh, one that's amazing. Uh, good thing there. That's amazing. In fact, like you said, it's only happened twice. One of, here was beat, one of them was here in BC when Steve Barato replaced uh, Greg Mons. I don't know. when. The, when was the other one? Does it say in the article? It does. It does.
2: Um, I can't find it. I can't find the article mm-hmm. right now. Give me a second. But I
1: can cite other examples of coaching changes that maybe it didn't result in a gray cup, but it did turn around the fortunes of a team. Uh, well, one last, I can season. Think of.
2: last season, Kahari Jones took over the Montreal Alouettes from Cavis Reed. Were the Montreal Alouettes a better team afterwards?
4: Yes, yeah, oh, of course. That
1: was the beginning they of the were. year. But that was—that's I mean, a little bit different because he took over before the season started. It was actually right before week let one. Me,
3: True. Let me True. ask you guys. Let me ask. Let me ask you guys this: If BC had a made a coaching change mid-season last year, and I'm talking head coach, yeah. would they have been better the end of the year? Yes. Probably.
1: There you go. Right, so we made an too.
2: O-line coaching change, and and it was miraculous. The results. Mhm. Yep. So, how many, How Charles? How many sacks did the BC Lions allow last year?
1: <laughs> oh God, I don't know the 6, exact 000, number. I think it was, six thousand, six thousand
3: forty-three yeah. and a half. No, no, it I'm, was I, high. I am really,
1: like... I'm really serious. I'll have oh, to look it up because I don't know the exact number. Um,
3: We're all Googling this now. I think one the of them yeah.
1: To do it. All at the same time here. Uh, defense. Oh, these are 20. There's no wonder they're blank. These are 2020 stats, and these aren't. These are not, these are individual stats. I want team stats. Um,
4: well, I'm going to go on a guess. There's 18 games. <sighs> what did they average? About five sacks a game?
1: Oh, at least. So, it was so, so
4: bad. They got a little better, you know, later in the season, so you can average it out a little lower that way. Five or six sacks a game. So, what, 120,
2: 125? Well, I believe the record in the CFL is 74.
3: And they didn't get the record because... you heard Oh, no, that's it. right. That's right.
2: Because I just want you to know that Specie line hold the record for the most sacks in a season <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: of 74. And... I'm tr- I I read it today and it was I think it had something to do with Bobby Singh I could be wrong but the team let in the most amount of sacks and he was the only one that did a sack for the whole season
1: why does CFL.ca make it so damn difficult to find stats Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, I hate this website.
2: Anyhow, I I read it today. that They were talking about an offensive lineman, and they said that he was part of the team that let in 74 sacks in the year, and he was the only lineman that was never credited with a sack, giving up a sack. And I'm not sure it was Bobby or not. It was somebody that I read something in 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 the thing. Anyhow, I'm just sharing that one with you. But it was the, they said that the the um, record setting uh, sack per year total was 74. That's all I remember out
3: of the article. 74?
0: Okay. And I, can't seem to okay. find it. I found I'm it
2: reading, on my iPad, but I can't find it.
3: I'm reading something here that said after six games last year, Riley had been sacked 43 times. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Okay, here we are. Oh, I think I got something here. Um, game stats. Um, I've got game stats, but I don't want – I want uh, defense stats. Wait, where is it? It's got
0: passing, rushing, You don't you rushing, want, you receiving, don't
1: want kicking.
2: defense stats. Yeah. You don't want sacks from a defense. You want
0: sacks No, I'm from trying from to give
1: giving up. But it oh, Okay, offense, defense. Here we are. Offense, um. That's offense we want. Yeah. And, and I, I tried to look find. this one up
2: before in in the CFL records and uh, like CFLpedia, and I couldn't find it.
1: Okay, twenty nineteen BC sacks. Okay, this is the offense. They allowed fifty eight sacks. Who, the Lions? Yes. Last year.
2: That's yes. not even close to the, the record.
1: No. No. Nope. But huh? Yeah. But I mean, they they really tightened up in the second half of the season because they were on pace to shatter that record at first.
2: Oh yeah. Without question, they would have shattered it.
3: Well, like I but said, they, they, were 43, they were at forty three. They were at forty three in the sixth game. Right,
2: so, so that, sh- that should have been two hundred or one hundred and twenty-nine if you extrapolate right, so that over a
3: fifteen-game season. Yeah, so they got yeah. better. They
2: only let in ten more, they still or twelve gave more. Gave up the that.
1: most, but but they still gave up the most at uh, fifty-eight. Next, oh yeah, with who gave up? Toronto was next. Who gave up 54? But 58. I mean, we, if you divide that by what, 18? That's still. Yeah. I'm just. I can't do math in my head. Let me find the calculators. Oh
2: come on, Charles.
1: It's somewhere around three. Three point two.
4: Per game. That's a- start of the season they were giving up what five six seven yeah
1: Yeah.
4: until they made the coaching change
1: Yeah. yeah and when they did that they tightened up considerably actually I'm wondering if you can find game by game stats here you can't it doesn't look like
4: if you're on the CFL site they probably deleted them already
1: yeah I think you're right Okay, here we go, by week.
0: Oh.
1: Oh. This is confusing. I don't know. I can't find it. Uh, forget it. It was bad, but it it was, it was definitely not nearly as bad um, in the second half. Once they made the coaching change, they brought in... Uh, Kelly Bates to work with the um, uh, offensive line. It just is with a re- remarkable improvement.
2: Okay. Anyhow, midseason coaching changes. Do they work?
1: Charles. I think they can work depending on the situation. I mean, I know that the um, the article is basically trying to say, well, unless they win a Grey Cup, they didn't work. Well, that's that's not the right way to look at it, to be perfectly honest. That's ridiculous. Honest. That's an absurd, uh, like we said, it's only been done two times in CFL history. But, hey, I remember a year we talked about Steve Barato taking over and turning a team around uh, when he got fired. The Lions were 1-6 and six or something like that, or 1-5. And, and then Adam Rita came in, and the team went after that, went 9-3, and three and made the playoffs. Are you going to tell me that wasn't a successful midseason change? Sounds and like other 14. examples, too. What's that? Sounds like 1-8. Yeah. So, I mean, um, does it always work? No. And it's probably not going to get you a Grey cup. But it can certainly help turn a team around, if for no other reason, even if the season is lost and you're not going to get make the playoffs or go anywhere, at least you can start working on and looking at guys for next season. So in that instance, it can be successful because it can help you early on to start preparing for a future season. So to say it doesn't work and there's no point in doing it, to me, I, I think that's wrong.
2: Mark, what are your thoughts?
4: I guess it can work. Winnipeg's
2: probably had more coaching changes in the last 10, 15 years than any other team. In fact, I think you had three three head coaches on
4: payroll at one time. Yeah, I was just going to say, if not double. Um, If you're looking at it from a Winnipeg standpoint, it didn't work until the last coaching change. Um it could work. It doesn't usually, but I've always looked at it when the coaching change is made. Obviously, we suck or your team sucks, so you're not making the playoffs. So, In my head, I start them over at zero, and if the new coach gets us to three and two or whatever or close to 500, then I think it's a good move, but that's the only way it can be. Uh, it's kind of a maybe Aaron. Go ahead.
0: William.
3: Yeah. <laughs> maybe sorry. What was, the, what was the question?
2: Do mid-season coaching changes
3: work? Yeah, uh, they could, I think. They could, I think. They help. Absolutely, they help. If a team has a crap attitude, the attitude usually changes. Guys play harder because they're fighting for their jobs. Makes sense, right? Um, Maybe they simple things down, so all they do is play football. So, yeah, I think it could help. It would help. I mean, I don't know why the Lions didn't fire Claybrooks last year midseason because that team wasn't going anywhere. And it wasn't getting better. So, I
2: honestly don't think he was going to get fired. I think no, he was going to get fired in know, the off
3: season. Really?
2: No, I don't. Well, I honestly he, did not think he was going to get fired. Just, but he stood up for his assistant coaches and said, "Well, if they go, I go." And goodbye. the goodbye.
3: Yeah. See ya. Have a nice life. So. All right. And, I mean, I, I get that because every head coach wants to have their own guys, right? So, just saying. But I don't think they help all the time, but they help sometimes. I, I think
2: any any change is positive. Yeah. Okay. I don't think change for the sake of change ever exists in coaching. Nobody's going to fire their coach just because they want to fire the coach. They fire the coach for a reason. The team sucks. Okay? Now, does that you know, what, mean you, you normally know turn around? I mean, what is it? The the, game, the first game after coaching change, what is it? 70% the team wins. Right? It's astronomical number. It's almost like you want to you, you want a coaching change every game, just so that you know that you're going to win. But then, yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, the honeymoon's over and, and it wears out, and the shitty team comes back and and, and they, they suck for the rest of the season. That sure, that's a case. But if your team sucks so bad that you fire the coach,
3: it, it's got to be an improvement. Oh, but I think what happens sometimes, and what happens sometimes is they don't give coaches enough of a chance.
2: It depends. I think they gave um, uh, O'Shea too much of a chance in Winnipeg. Yeah, he did come around, but it took what six, seven years, five years.
3: That's ridiculous. Seven years. Yeah, but look what they got.
2: They got a Grey Cup. Right. They got one Grey Cup in seven years. They got one Grey Cup in but thirty more, years.
3: But then, but that's more than they've had in thirty years. So,
2: I, he's, in the my mind. Tenured, he's the longest tenure. He's the longest tenure coach in Winnipeg in in what?
3: Yes, he three is. four
2: decades.
3: And maybe because of what happened in the CFL right now. That's right. Maybe because of maybe because of what happened. People might. Tend to hold on to their coaches because he did eventually win a great cap. Just saying. I don't know if I believe it or not. But.
2: Even blind mice find the cheese.
1: Yes,
4: yes,
2: yes. I mean, it wasn't that that Winnipeg had a stellar season last year. It's not that Winnipeg had a stellar team. Most teams last year sucked. There was no outstanding team last year.
1: No, there okay? really wasn't.
2: There wasn't. Even the, 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 the favorites sucked. Calgary sucked. Saskatchewan ended up first in the West.
4: Seriously,
0: well, when Winnipeg Saskatchewan gets first the it, it means the
2: Western Division sucks.
4: Winnipeg was 5-0 and oh when Nichols got injured.
3: Yep. Yeah. But, you know what, three, four, five, six, you know, out of six years, um, O'Shea has had one, two, three, four out of the six seasons, he's had a winning record. Yep. So, he's actually not as bad as I thought he was. And the losing records were his first two.
1: That is correct. And he was still learning the ropes of the coach at that point.
4: Yeah. And digging out from underneath my favorite Joe Mack.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, what did What did you say last?
1: Week about
2: uh, Winnipeg was what? When oh, Nichols
4: got injured, they were five and zero after that game. They were, they were five, five and zero. 0. Okay. Yeah. It's five weeks.
2: Play in
4: well, those no five,
2: six weeks. I'll tell you who Alabama. they played. B.C. Okay? Edmonton. Ottawa. Toronto. Ottawa. They lost to Hamilton. They lost to Toronto.
4: Without their starting okay. quarterback.
2: You lost your starting quarterback. So your starting quarterback was uh, was 5-0? oh? against the shittiest teams in the league. They could have just as easily been 0-5 if they had been playing Hamilton and Calgary and Saskatchewan. So, no, I'm sorry. You you can't. It's a bad example. I played Ottawa twice and BC and Toronto. I mean, if that's not scraping the bottom of the barrel last year, I don't know what the fuck is.
4: Of half the yeah, teams
1: on the is, I was going to say though you they know, also they don't control the schedule, so I mean they, no, they you, you, you can only win that. the games that you play. I
2: I don't argue with that, Charles. All Mark is saying is that the team was five and zero oh when Nichols got hurt. They were on a roll. They could have gone eighteen straight games without a victory with, with victories, just like Will thinks the Calgary gonna do every year. Okay? I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. It depends on the schedule and who you were doing. BC played tough teams last year to start off the season, and they ended up being what? Owen, and too fucking many?
3: Christopher okay. Jones. What? Christopher Jones. BC could have played a tomato can at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and they still wouldn't have won shit. They oh, still wouldn't have been
2: horrible. Right what I'm just saying is that the B.C. had the absolute terrible schedule for the beginning of last season. If they had played Ottawa and Toronto, they might have won a couple of games. They might have. There's a possibility. Maybe, yeah. Okay, is
3: absolutely. absolutely. Anything Would've possible. That's that,
1: that not an accomplishment either.
3: No. You know, I've heard I've heard that Marcus Crandall won a great campus as a starting quarterback. I hear the rumor. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's true. It's a true but... story. Is it really? It's a true story. I watched the you know, game. Maybe I'm the sure other, you
4: were at it. Maybe.
3: And and as far as as coaching and grey cups go, um, you know maybe they kept Michael Shay around because Michael Shea, believe it or not, is a winner. Okay, he does have. As a player and a coach, he does now have five Grey Cup rings. Mm. So he is a winner.
2: You want to hear the saddest thing about the Grey Cup game in 2001? Marcus Crandall was yes. also the MVP.
3: Yes, he was. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember cut. after that game They were talking about him getting throw, NFL
3: interest And he didn't throw a pass over 20 yards
0: <laughs> Oh God
3: how Yeah drunk Mark can I, another I'm kind of watching that How drunk can another football team be During a game to let Marcus Crandall win the Grey Cup
0: <laughs>
3: That's the best way to put it
4: Charles Roberts has one less beer. They probably will win that game.
2: Okay. What's our last thing on the agenda? The topic of CFL exploring restricted free agents has come up recently. Should the league explore to it to curb player movement. Is this an actual thing? Is the league actually looking at this? Or is this just Justin Duncan, Three Down Nation, trying to suggest I think it?
1: this has actually been brought up a few
2: times. Uh, 100%. 100% agree with this. And I think I said this in the opening thing. Is that I am sick and tired of one-year contracts. I am sick and tired of, uh, of players thinking that they're better than, than the, the team they're, it's more important the Andrew Harris syndrome where the player is more important than the team it, it's, it's absolutely flipped the wrong way the players are not more important than the team The players don't matter. We can replace you at the drop of a hat. I don't give a shit who you are. Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, we can replace you. Somebody else. Younger, faster, cheaper. Okay? You want to play in our league, play in our league. And it bothers me when a team puts a lot of time, effort, and money into training and and, and mentoring and bringing a player along, and at his first opportunity, his contract is, is up. He's gone to another team or more than likely his own home team. Brad Sinopoli is a prime example of this. The Calgary Stampeders converted a quarterback to a receiver, turned him into an all-star, and at first opportunity he books it back to his hometown of Ottawa. Okay? I'm sorry that when a team is willing to take on that that responsibility and take on that risk, there should be some reward for them. We should start out rookie contracts with a three to four years, that they are, they are responsibility of that team, the team takes care of them, yada, yada, yada. There's an out to the NFL, no question. I have no problems with that. If a guy comes in here, absolutely lights up the fucking thing, then he can go back, he can go to the NFL if an NFL team wants to pay him. If he gets cut by the NFL team, comes back to the CFL team, he goes back to that same team. That's another thing that I really want to change in these contracts. That you can, you're still the possession of the team that let, released you from your contract, because that contract didn't get released didn't get voided, it got suspended. Yes, I know there's 90 seconds left in this game, so um, that's my take. And we don't have time to go around the board. Uh, Mark, do you support this? Oh, 100%. Yeah, Charles. Yep.
1: Yep. I'd like to see it.
2: William
3: totally
2: okay that's unanimous sorry I didn't let you guys rant on this one as well but I'm under a minute so uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 437 I've been the host Christopher Jones we've talked some football we could talk for another two hours and we don't even have football uh, I'm just on a roll I'm having fun and I wish I could keep going uh, I think the guys are, I don't know maybe I'm just talking too much uh, Charles say goodnight.
1: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you in a week.
2: Next Wednesday.
4: Mark, go. Yep. Talk to everybody next Wednesday.
3: Have a good week.
2: And William, say good
4: night to the folks.
3: Good. good night, everybody. Have a good week. Maybe sometime in the near future, I'll get to say go Owls. Maybe.
2: Probably not. Maybe. Take care, everybody.